I'm Laura Allen, and this is Hello Thoughts. As I was setting up tonight to uh, do this podcast, I was staring at this enormous skull we have. Halloween decoration hasn't made its way back up to the attic yet. And my eyes started crossing, which happens a little too frequently. And I realized I can't just simply say, okay, guys, get back in line. They just want to linger there. And, and I have to like kind of do a head shake in order for them to get back back in place. Something else that takes a while to get back in place is apparently my skin. I was washing my hands the other day. It was probably like 11 a.m. or so. Happened to glance up at myself in the mirror. And I said, what's that line? And I got a little closer. And I was like, is that a fucking bedsheet line? A print on my face still? I woke up at like 5.30. This should definitely be gone by now. So that was a little alarming. I guess it's happening. Oof. So tonight I had my dear, dear friend, beautiful, talented, inspirational, just love her. She hits my heart, this girl. Lauren Venna, thank you so much for coming on. You're amazing. She talks a little bit about anxiety. And something I took home with me was, you know, she started talking about how she wasn't quite sure, you know, how she developed it, where, where it came from. She came from a good family loving parents, you know, really good family. And there was no specific trauma that happened. And I just thought, you know, it's so prevalent in our society. It doesn't necessarily, it it doesn't fall into like select people. Anxiety is not like the type of thing that's like, oh, well, only you people over here, you're the only people that are going to get this. It's unfortunately something that marinates in so many minds. And the one good thing is, I think, having a conversation about it. You know, for me, it's, it's sad, sometimes a bit alarming how prevalent it is. But at the same time, in that sadness, I also think, well, it is good to not feel alone. It's also good to open up about it because I feel like it kind of, it, it lets you register that like, oh, okay, yeah, I do this, 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 and this, and this is when it's worse. It makes you kind of stew and think about your own anxieties and in that stewing, hopefully, you're able to kind of get a little bit of a handle on it. It's fucking hard. It's hard. And some people think, you know, the people that (laughs) they don't believe in it or whatever, don't understand it. It's like, well, 
No, it's not something that can just you snap your fingers and it's it's okay. It's gone. It's something that's marinating that you can't you can't control. You don't control when it comes on. You can't shut the brain off. You know, it's like as simple as that. So I appreciate her sharing that with us. And, you know, she follows it with some bigger, major moments that that hurt. And uh, I appreciate her sharing with us those things because it's important to speak about and it's hard to speak about. So she's brave to do so. And um, in those moments that were very hard for her, she landed a lifelong friend. And it was all because she was brave enough to just simply extend herself. And I think that's also something to be said because, you know, it's hard to be brave enough to address a need, a need to either reach out to someone, apparently a stranger who can become a lifelong friend. It's hard to be brave enough to reach out to even your own family member sometimes for a a hand or to go the extra mile and seek therapy. Those are hard things sometimes. And in the end, hopefully they're beneficial. I think most of the time they are so you know I guess that's me encouraging you to take care of yourself and extend yourself um Lauren came into my life a couple of years ago and she's been such a great friend just the energy that comes off of her is just so positive and good and although she does deal with anxiety she radiates this beautiful energy. E- even her, in her anxious moments, you know, she's still, it's, it's still there. It's still beaming somehow. And um, we spent many, many, many hours on the phone. Um, our relationship is, has always primarily been on the phone or working but we have this beautiful friendship. We just happen to have very busy lives and haven't been able to be in the room with one another, hanging out the way I know we both would like. But we made time for one another and spoke so much, and she helped me through a lot of hardships. And, you know, for someone who has their own plate so full to open up and help you out is was very meaningful to me um so yeah I love her she's wonderful just wonderful and you know people come to you I feel like in life they come at the right time sometimes I feel some people come at the very wrong time and you're like okay you need to fucking you're you get out of here but Many of times they come to you and it's just, it's meant to be. It just is. It's a part of what you need. And she was definitely someone that I personally needed in my life. And it's interesting how that all happens. Sometimes I think even the guy 
in the car next to me is like 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 suddenly I find myself like thinking I know his story and like you know I just like I had to see you in that moment right there everyone for me takes purpose what was that little tangent anyway um I am just so excited for her and her next chapter in life. She's written a beautiful book that connects with children and families, especially moms. Um, And the best is yet to come for her. She's such a hard worker and puts her heart into everything that's in front of her, her family, her job, career, you know, she just, has so much passion and heart in whatever she does. And it, she just, just wait, you see, she's soaring right now, but she's, she's climbing to the top folks. So here's my beautiful friend, Lauren Venna. Enjoy. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm on my phone still. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfect. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it didn't, the thing didn't show up, but you can hear me, right? I just want to make sure. Yep. You're perfect. You're so cute. Hi. Hi. You're all snuggled up in bed. I'm hiding from my children. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still awake? They're still awake. They're I'm still like, awake. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do some work. They're like, what work? I'm like, um, make my bed and clean I don't know I don't know (laughs) I love you you. thank you for hiding from your children for me you for letting me hide are you kidding (laughs) I I love it (laughs) I I was gonna say I could do this a little later for you I mean you're my girl anything you need I'm so excited I get to see you I miss you so much I want to I know Lauren well, welcome, my beautiful, multi-talented girlfriend who I love very much. I hold you dear to my heart, Lauren Venna. Thank you for being on tonight. Thank you for having me. You know I love you more. You go way- <laughs> oh, we go way back. And the years that we've known each other, major things kind of took place too. So it's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It is. it is. Good, bad, all the in-between. Right? Everything. Yeah. Seriously. All the crazy, all the good. I mean, it's like everything. Yeah. So in a nutshell, tonight's about you. I, I can't wait to hear all the, all the things I don't know just yet. Oh my goodness. Crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I feel yeah. like you're about me and it is where you haven't like caught up in everything. And now it's like, there's even more. A whole Which, new world. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start from, we're going to, we're going to go back into childhood, which I know bits and pieces, but I don't know it all. So we're going to get to the bottom of, of you. Um, so you, where did you grow up? You, so I, I'm a Jersey girl born and raised and never left. Um, I always say my parents are from Chicago and all my family's from Chicago. So I say I'm like slightly from Chicago, but I'm lying. It's just, yeah, yeah and blood is there but I am born and raised from Jersey um I was born I believe in Howell for like I was there till I was two or three but then in Marlboro okay 
So pretty much my whole child, you know, I, I just, I grew up in Marlboro. I met Joe, my husband. Um, he's from the Highlands. We lived in Belfort for a couple of years, lived in Jackson for seven years. And now we've been in Marlboro for, I'm going to get this wrong, but let's just say seven or eight years. So yeah, I, bro, I never thought I would, but I love it. Um, and here I am, you know, everybody's back, like back to your roots. Yeah. Uh, am I going to stay in Jersey? Um, Joe wants to retire and go to Costa Rica. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, I, I plan to forever be in Jersey, but I'm happy right now. With yeah. It, yeah. It's hard to make those calls when like family matters so much. And in a, a time like this, you really kind of realize like just how much because just for example, like my, when we were starting to quarantine, like my, my parents, they were just like, I can't believe, you know, how could I not see you? I'm like, could you imagine if we lived like well, across yeah. the country? You would never, you would see us like once a year, maybe. I say that's, that's the only reason why we're here. I mean, we live three minutes from my parents and, you know, like doing makeup, I work every single weekend. Joe works every other weekend, not so much now because of what, you know, we're dealing with. But um, my mom's the one that shows up at 4 a.m. when I got to leave on a Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, like they're the only ones, I, you know, that watch our kids. So, yeah. Um, and my, you know, my grandparents were always in Chicago. So we saw them mm -hmm. once a year. Um, I love that my kids grow up with seeing their grandparents all the time. That's amazing. Like yeah. I, you know. Um, so you, you grew up then here and then you had your mom's side or your dad's side in Chicago? Both. Both. both yeah. Oh, okay. So did your parents meet in Chicago? No, they met in New York. Oh. I, I went to school in New York. My mom went with him. They didn't know, they knew no one. Yeah, they kind of, they were the only ones. So all my family is literally from Chicago. <laughs> wow. But they, yeah. so your parents, they met in New York, but had no... In Chicago. They met in Chicago. Oh, they met in Chicago. And they, you know, started their, like, family in New York. And then, okay. their, you know, ended up moving to Jersey, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you still have a lot of family there. You, like, do you guys oh. visit all the time? Oh, yeah. or, uh, like under these circumstances, no, maybe, but. Yeah, we will really. always be there at least once a year. Or my Chicago family comes here. So, and they're the most yeah. amazing people ever. I always tell, like anyone if you've never been to Chicago you just have to go there to meet people because they yeah, are yeah amazing yeah. yeah so you grew up in Manalpin or Marlboro yep Marlboro I always get them confused the, the, M, the M's right. they just they just more morph morph into one thing for me but okay so Marlboro and that's a pretty big like town right yeah it's pretty big I mean you know, it's so funny. I think I've talked to this before when we travel and stuff. Like, I grew up here and I still don't know where I'm going. So people are like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, where are you? They're like, where are you, Marlboro? I'm like, I'm on, you know, this street. It's right near the Wawa. I'm like, they're like, you really don't know your side streets. And I'm like, yeah. I've only lived here my whole life. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> like, a there's a color store. I would have to go out and like, you know, find the colors we we wouldn't have at the salon and. I never knew where I was going over there. So yeah, I, I can't even imagine. It's, it seems big to me. That was me when I lived in Jackson because it was so woods. Like I was just like, this yeah. is way too big. And I was too, on too many trees. Way too many trees. <laughs>
<laughs> and I was on, I was on the Tom's River side, not on the Great Adventure side. I always yeah. said, Barbara is when I told people, I'm like, I'm Central Jersey now. I'm Central. I'm allowed to say it. I'm officially Central. You're <laughs> Central. <laughs> it's a big There's thing. not that many trees, so we're good. Yes. Um, so you have, I know you have two brothers, right? Yep. I have two brothers. My, uh, so it's funny. My one's a Manalapan. <laughs> okay. Manalapan, my confusion. Okay. And the other one's in Massachusetts. So oh. he's eight years older. And the other Massachusetts one's is he? Yep. Eight years older. Yep. And then um, your other brother is five years. Five years older. So you're the baby. I'm the baby and the only girl. The baby and the only girl. Okay. So, yes, and so how was that growing up? Well, I'll tell you. Years older. That's that's significant. Yes. Yeah. It was a big. I mean, like it's. You know, I grew up, I was, I'm born, I mean, I'm totally giving, I mean, I tell everybody my age anyway, but I was born in 82. So mm-hmm. that era of like no cell phones, no, you know, it was Saturday cartoons, you know, like yeah. I when we fought, it was like WWF wrestling. Like <laughs> it was not what you might hear, by the way, if my kids come in the war about like who stole the iPad or right. right. it was, I mean, I, I had a great childhood. Like I'm not gonna, I always tell yeah. people great, really loving parents, you know, yeah. like, um, my brothers were older brothers. They teased me, annoyed me, bothered me, but like a great childhood, like yeah. middle family, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in that nice safe space. It, I, I always say like, do you watch the Goldbergs? I have, I, Goldbergs? I'm trying to think of what you're referencing. Like, I know, I know this, but it's like the Jewish family in the eighties. That was my childhood. Okay. Like literally besides the father, like dropping his pants when he was, <laughs> that was my grandfather, but like that was yeah. my, my childhood. To the yeah. Point. It's, it's like, a did great, your mom work? My mom was she home with you or she worked at a jewelry store. She was always in the jewelry business, but like mm-hmm. parts um, okay. was a clergyman. He was a cantor. So okay. I it to people like um, a rabbi, but who sings? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Weddings, funerals, baby namings, but has like an amazing voice. He so does. he has a very low, like opera voice. Yeah. So when my brothers actually went too far and like we got in trouble, he would just yell and it went. <laughs> my parents, we never got hit, but like yeah. if my said, wait till your father gets home. We didn't know what would happen, but yeah. just the fear of like my father yelling, we'd be like, oh crap. You know, and my mom it was like intense. It was, yeah, out and it goes through you. Yeah, my mom. I think you've met my mom, right? Yes, there? four foot nine. The yeah. sweet thing can't raise it. She would just be like, guys, just stop. Like, everybody just stop. Like, what is she? <laughs> I mean, my brothers would pick her up and throw her on the couch. Yeah, yeah, there was no she needed just, to wait for the voice. Oh, yeah. There was, she would try to raise her voice. I mean, I remember my brother's literally throwing her and like on the couch. Yeah, yeah. My poor mom. She couldn't discipline at all. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> Joe's definitely more like, I'm going to tell your father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that's good to have that threat, you know? Ru- I, I, Ruby has no idea yet. Like she, she almost, I, I, I remember recently she was like, I forget what the scenario was, but she said to me, I, I I said, oh, you know, you could really get yelled at for something like that or whatever. Whatever I said, she was like, well, who would yell at me? 
Wow. Like you, you have no idea. Okay. (laughs) I would get yelled at, you know, like, I mean, my parents are great, but yeah, like, so it's just different now. I mean, I definitely voice, I definitely, but it's, they don't have that fear. Like Travis the other day actually laughed and I'm like, oh my God, you're laughing and I'm yelling. Like, this is (laughs) really good. The worst is when you feel like you're going to laugh. Like, and you, you shouldn't be laughing, but you feel the laugh coming on. You're like, oh, you should not be seeing my teeth right now. (laughs) I'm the worst at disciplining. The worst. It's hard. It was so much better. So did your parents have to discipline you a lot growing up? Did you hear the voice? Well, going back to the the only girl, this is a fun little, you know, kind of Thing. I was the only girl on my father's side. I think it was like in 80 something years. What? So when I, yes. Oh when my I, God. My grandmother tells it really, really good. <laughs> I, I, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> That's Nanny. Nanny's hilarious. And I went to go visit, to visit her the other day. And she was telling the story again that when I came into this world and my father called her and said, mom, you're never going to believe it. It's a girl. She cursed him out and said, how dare you? <laughs> And then when she finally came to see me, because they had to come, because they mm-hmm. were in she opened my legs to double check. To oh, sure my. It was not a boy. She yeah, she was like, I, until you take that swaddle, I take the blanket uh, off. Yeah, no, no, yeah, this is my, so I That was, is crazy, though. Yeah, I was very spoiled by my nanny and poppy. Like, yeah. very. Um, my, my grandfather, if I wanted a dress, till literally I had Chloe. So till I was like a woman. Yeah. He would, I wanted anything. My grandfather, I was like the princess. Yeah. And my grandmother, like the same way. It was just being the only girl and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when my brothers and I thought, I mean, I feel like I definitely, oh my God, I'm like, they cannot hear this. I definitely got away stuff and I was definitely spoiled. Yeah. Um, my middle brother and I, when we were younger, we like fought. But then when we be- like became adults, he was my... I'm going to try to say this right. My man of honor at my wedding. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know. And that's, that's the brother that lives here. That lives here. Okay. And our kids, they look, they're from eight months to a year apart. They're very close in age. So. So growing up, were you in like school with them and like. I was, Jason was a senior and I was a freshman. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Besides like elementary that, That's a good feeling, right? Like you're going into high school. You're like, okay, like no, you got my back. No, no. Yes. Cause I loved all, I, I had a crush on all his friends and he was oh. like, you're a little sister. Like, no. Oh, yeah. oh. He to me, but he was like, oh, I was. Did he was, drive you he to school? To. Okay. Oh, yeah, and then he's like, get out of the car. Yeah. Don't look at my <laughs> friend. <laughs> You're like trying to give them eyelashes. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> it's like little Syat, go away. <laughs> so, so you're in school. Like, what was it like a large school? I feel like yeah, similar was- to maybe Howell. I grew yeah. up in Howell, so I'm thinking it's around the same. I feel like I'm gonna say this wrong. Was it like 600? Graduating? Oh God! I did. I how do people know this? I have no I idea. I went to dinner with a girl I graduated, my friend who I graduated with, and we were talking about this and she's like, I have the worst memory. I really yeah. have like, the worst uh, memory. 
garbage. So we were trying to talk about, do you know this person? I'm like, I think I do. I need to see a picture. Yeah. Like, do we graduate with? And she's like, you're really, really bad. I'm like, I just have a horrible memory. But I was, because I do now the proms of like senior year and I yeah. feel like numbers have gotten even higher. Yeah. I don't know. So I want to say it's like 600. Okay. Like watch, I'm totally wrong on that yeah. number. But I think that's a lot. That seems like a lot to me. I mean, I, I would think that I would think that my graduating class is maybe around that. Yeah. I have no idea like though. Five, you know? Yeah. Five, six, but um, I went to junior year. I was big into dancing, like performing oh, arts. Yeah. Like, dancing. That was my thing all through growing up. So I was actually in Howell oh. junior year. For okay. It was SPAC, like where you go for yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah. But did we graduate the same year? No, no. Um, but You're younger than you, right? I am. I'm, I'm 86, so um, I, w- I didn't graduate in 86. I was like, <laughs> I, you said 82 before, so I'm just thinking our ages. But my sister yeah. might have graduated yes. with you. Okay. Um, and my Taylor was actually in FPAC. I think but, we talked about but this. But he before. was in the video program. Yes. So who knows? I know. You never know. Um, so can I see you in a yearbook if I have one? No. <laughs> well, I'm hunting it down. I'm going to look tonight. I'm going to look at my senior yearbook picture ever. It's like last <laughs> work. It's when the curly hair was not under control. Oh, um, like, that's the, uh, that's when it was probably the best one. I want that to go under out of control. Just let it let it fly. It was flying. It was <laughs> it was flying to. It was, you were dancing, was, and so was your hair. Um. Oh no, it was bad. That was senior year. But so when FPAC, when I went, it was like half the day you go to Howell, half the day you go to Marlboro. Mm-hmm. So I, the Howell yearbook. It would be okay. Marlboro. Got it. So got it. I think they switched this many years ago. But when you go to FPAC, then you go to Howell High School. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Which it's I such of, a good program to have as an option. Like, I don't know if either one of your kids are into like well, theater or yeah. any of that but later on. That's so cool. It's so great. They do that. It's yeah. So, so when did you start to kind of discover makeup? So, um, I was always into it. It's so senior year. So I went junior year and then senior year after my parents put so much money into dance, mm-hmm. um, performing arts and everything. Um, senior year, I decided I did not want to do any of it anymore. I was like, yeah. burned out, done. So you and, were at also at a dance school, I'm assuming yeah. too, on top of it. Right. Yeah, I did like eight hours a week. Like mm-hmm. it was, um, and it was going in after the summer, going into my senior year. I told my parents, like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just like have a fun senior year and just, I really didn't want to do anything. I remember my parents though being really upset because I, before I wanted to do makeup, I was like, wanted to do dance therapy or something with dance. Yes. I knew, I mean, early on, I'm like, I want to be on Broadway and I want to do this. And then, you know, dreams become reality to that and just going, it's going to be hard. And, um, and it was, this is kind of side note, but my father actually wanted to be on Broadway and his father was like, you can't have, you can't raise a family like that. And this is way back in the day, but he's right. like, he really ended up being a cancer is that, you know, it's, 
definitely more steady, having a family and that kind of thing. But, but you still get that kind of joy, satisfaction, yeah. right? My dog's crying at the door. Do you hear her or you're... I, I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to let her in a second because we're going to hear like crying and screaming. Um, but uh, so senior year, I gave it up and then... Give me one second. Come on, Bella. Oh, okay. Bella. From the kids. I'm hiding from the dogs. <laughs> From everyone. It's everyone. It's everyone. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, so I decided to give it up, but then I was always like into makeup. Now, remember, I'm old. So this is before, you know, YouTube and social media and what any a different world. <laughs> totally different world. Whoa. I always tell people like my first experience with makeup was, I mean, the Mac counter, these gorgeous, like, women and men that work there that have the most amazing makeup yeah. that you just, like do my face and tell me what's new and tell me what's in trend. And that was like the best thing going to so the mall. Exciting, right? was so Like tell me the three colors that are going to look great on my eyes. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. And let me save my babysitting money to buy <laughs> the colors. Right. Right. Everything. Mm-hmm. And then I had, one of my aunts sent me like a Bobby Brown, how to do your makeup book. And that was like my education as a kid being like, Oh, I want to be a makeup artist, you know, right, like right. Maybe I'll go this kind of thing. So I told my dad, I was graduating high school. I knew college was like, not for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my thing. And my dad's like, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like, I'm going to be a makeup artist. And yeah. Parents were always supportive and he was like, all right, this is what you want to do. We're going to find a school. We're going to find something that's going to, you know, you got, you got to do something with it. Right. So I ended up going to Manhattan to Christine Valmay mm-hmm. for esthetician. Yeah. Which I did not want to pop a pimple. I did not want to wax. <laughs> it was a full year. Yeah. A two day course on makeup. The, they literally taught it with like a one eyeshadow brush and a Q-tip. Uh, oh I, my. <laughs> but I was like, okay, did the whole course. Yeah. Um, from there, I got a freelance position with Bobby Brown in Manhattan and Chanel. And then I went on working with counters in New Jersey. Obviously, I wasn't going to work in Manhattan doing that. I was living at home. I was 18. Yeah. Um, so I worked at Freel Mall, got a full-time position at Chanel. Like, I think it was a year after that, got a counter manager with Dior. I finally got a position with Mac, which was like my big, you know, training you yeah. like it was a two week training course. Um, and I always say they probably taught me the most of everything, just from color theory to technique, um, right. even meaning like how to be sterile with your stuff and mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and I worked with them for like 12 years. Wow. Um, that though I left my manager, like my regional account manager from Mac, um, left and went with Clarence and took a couple of the girls from there to be like a regional artist. And I was one of them. So, uh, I left, I was with, with Clarence doing that, got married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go this much. Into oh it. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All of it. But so, a side note, um, with Mac, like when you were working with them for those 12 years, did they kind of give you other opportunities as a freelance artist or you kind of had to do that on your own? I started as a freelance artist. I went when I wanted part-time. So I started freelancing at Short Hills at the Mac store. Yeah. Then they were like, do you want to, there was a part-time position. So I took their part-time position. Then I knew I want full-time. I need benefits. 
So that's when, and I wanted to be local because I was in Marlboro living at home and I was driving to Short Hills, which is 45 mm-hmm. minutes away. Um, and so I mean, age, age range, where, like, where are you I'm, at this point um, in your twenties? Yeah. No, like early, 20. early, 20. very early. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and so were you like working your ass off and then partying yeah, right. off? Yes. Or were you kind of um, like- I know it now. So I partied really young. Like I definitely partied in school. I, I wanted to say like I, I, at 22, I was like done partying. So like I partied at, is that what you asked me? If I was like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was, so I was like, curious, like, were you like rolling in hung, early days, like hungover or were no, we like on point? No, a hundred percent from the <laughs> age of like, oh, when I, I mean, that was one of my favorite things with my math people, like of just yeah. going out like that. But I remember going into the city in Christina May mm-hmm. where I went, and I remember doing like an all, like partying and like literally sleeping on the bus to get there and being like, I don't even know what's happening. Like through the night. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I could do that now, I would die. Yes. Like, physically would, something physically, would stop. An organ would fail. I had five hours of sleep the other night and I literally needed a three day to recover. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, not even that Joe, a couple nights ago, I told him he get, cause I told you were really into craft beers. Yeah. And he like, 11% or something. Oh and I God. Just, I was like never drinking again. I mean, thank God the next day I drank again, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you stopped your madness and <laughs> went on, but. My mom, of course I'm going to drink again. Still, <laughs> I didn't go to the 11%. I went to a 4.5 or sure. something. Take her like, easy. I'm like, what, what is happening? I'm not like 17 anymore. I mean, 20. Yeah. Yeah, but, isn't it fascinating? Like what you can actually accomplish in those younger years. But I, I, I also think like there is something to say about like you still have to be super into the craft, super dedicated. All of those things, all those variables have to be there in order to survive the hangover and the work combo. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I never, I mean, there may be once I like called out or something like that, but I really, I mean, I always showed up. Yeah. I mean, we, we and that was the thing with our crew. We always complained about being hungover, but we yeah. were always there. Yeah. You know, like there's something it together. Like, yes. Yeah. Like talk to my friends and they're like, I don't know, this girl didn't show up. She was hungover. She didn't like, we would really never do that. I mean, you remember like you would always yeah. show up and be like, yeah. oh my God, that I can't get didn't get paid. Yeah. No, I had a client. Like, yeah, you were hustling. Yeah. Um, Early early years for me, like behind the chair, it it quickly faded the, like the Saturday hangover, but assist when I was assisting and first on the floor. Sure. But Saturdays behind the chair, that's hard. Being hungover. Like you had to, I mean, you were there all day. All day. Busy. Yeah. I, mean, I remember working for Mac when like, you know, it, through all the stages where like you would go on a Saturday and you would sell like, you'd have a $4,000 debt. It would just be yeah. selling. It went to, oh my God, I can't just sell a lipstick today. Like right. that's how, that it, you know, it's sad, but that's where it went. Yeah. You know, like, on those Saturdays, you couldn't be like, I, I, I can't, I got to be on my games fate, you know, like, and not to mention as a makeup artist, like it is a little different than being 
um, behind the chair. You're in front of these people breathing, like the the air is flowing. And if you smell like vodka. Or, yeah, (laughs) for the cigarette hands. Oh, my God. So, so you made it through, you, you did move on. I just was curious about that. But then, so you spent 12 years with them. That's a long time. It was a long time. It was a long time. Um, but like I said, like going on from those party stages at 22, I was like kind of done, like, because Mm -hmm. I think pretty too young. Yeah. I was really, and this has been, I mean, I feel like this is just my life and always with like work. I always want to move up and I always want more. Like mm-hmm. I'm always like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. What um, so that was my thing. And I think at 22, I was like, I, I, I need bigger. I need better. More, I want- more. That's so young. If you think about 22. So you know, young. Like to even want you, that's just crazy. To have that you drive. That, it's, it's like, a yeah. wonderful thing. Um, Cause I remember my friends would go out and they would do mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I was, uh, I want that. I want, you know. Yeah. But, so anyway, because I got married at 23. Joe and I got So married. when did you meet Joe? I met him when I was 20, 19, 19, 20. I think about to be 20. Through people, through friends? Uh, or? I started dating his friend. Okay. met that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, was yeah. it quick? It was, it was quick. Um, I always say if a guy makes me laugh, like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All we're hanging out in a bar in Red Bank and he was cracking me up and I'm yeah. like, so funny. Yeah. So it wasn't like, like a love it for a sight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, we went to a bar in Red Bank, we ended up driving to a bar in Manalpin and we weren't like drunk. We were just hanging out with people yeah. and he was by me the whole time trying to make me laugh. Yeah. And gave me his number, you know, he got my number and the next day he called and he was like, you want to hang out? We kept on hanging out. And I'm like, yeah. So it was that kind of, you know, did your friend couple, did they end up? They're still, yes. They're married. They're they're married. How fun. Okay. Yes. Wow. So young though, 23, you and I, we're, we're very similar. You and I, 23 is when I got married. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you don't hear that. Everybody's like, you got married. So, and Joe's five years older than me. Oh, okay. Taylor's but, three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I always said I was going to get married young and have like 10 kids. Mm-hmm. And then two, and I was like, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> get into the whole kids thing. Cause that's a whole other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because I think if things were different, actually, no, I'm not going to say that because after you have them and you just, you know, it's life. Like Joey yeah. said, I have two hands. How could I have more? Yeah, um, exactly. I say the same like, thing. Like I lose, I you lose do not want to, yeah, be at a, a, a some sort of park. <laughs> like yeah. I need to have you in one, one hand each. I need. Oh my God. Well, I, I'm going to go into this because this is where we're kind of heading, but, um, so I'm going to get into anxiety now. Okay. We're going to get, we're going to get deep a little bit. Laura. Yes. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Lauren. So I had anxiety when I was like 16, a little bit here and there. Like you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you have it, you feel it. It's I, again, this is something when you're younger, nobody talked about. Like, it no. Was, um, so it's, was it more like social based, would you say? Uh, or Social, definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely want to say social. It mm-hmm. came from being in theater and stuff like that before I'd get on I'd compete and tap I know my routine and I would literally have a panic attack before I got on yeah and I 
my teacher or one of the girls and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know it. Like, what's the first move? What? And I need them to tell me like, what do we do? Five, six, seven, eight. What is it? And they would say yeah. like, ball step, whatever it is. Right. Okay. Okay. I get on and boom, I'm fine. But it would be a full, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then even just like normal little anxiety, panic, different things. Started I, to kind of. Yeah. Like I never coped with it, never said anything. It just mm-hmm. kind of, um, nine 11 happened. Mm-hmm. It was way first thing where like I, a driving started where I wouldn't go over bridges, tunnels. Um, when I started doing weddings and started driving, I literally would not drive past 30 minutes. So it started with my, my mom literally went on drive runs with me. So this yeah. is navigation. Remember MapQuest, you printed it out. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm really showing my age here. Yeah. No, no. Literally when I was still probably, when did I finish doing weddings over there? I was still printing out MapQuest just in case. Listen, weddings are important. Yeah. And if you ever, your phone fucking crashes, at oh. least you have the printout. <laughs> So my, Not that I could read a map anymore, but. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. But just so you know, my my events are not on my phone. I'm on a paper calendar because I don't trust the phone. That thing has died on me in New York where all of a sudden yeah. just goes, and I'm like, that's great. Yeah. How do yeah. I get, so God forbid I lose contacts. Or I, I need the paper paper. trail. No, I, I'm all about old school. Mm-hmm. I'm the phone. I need my paper. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so if I had a job the day, like, and I would have, I would need my, like my mom or Joe to Mm -hmm. go for. So I got this job with Clarence and I was driving. I had every Bloomingdale's, Saks, um, I had a couple Lauren Taylor's, but I had New York, Long Island, all these bridges and tunnels. Wow. Hours away. And I was driving through Manhattan and I do not like public transportation. Why? Because I have no control in that. Right. So, um, I would be in the car for three to four hours a day. Now we're already married. We're trying to have, we waited about a year to get Mm -hmm. pregnant and then we're trying to get pregnant and it's not happening. Right. So we go to see doctors. It's it's my issue. I'm not ovulating. I have PCOS. I have a bunch of stuff. So now we go through IVF, right? So in the midst of all this, we're trying to have a baby. We can't have, right? And I am driving all these places and I'm noticing I'm having pure panic in the car. I'm in Manhattan. That's hard because you're pushing, like you're anxious about this, but you're literally having to push through it every day to work the jobs that you're working. Yeah. And And I loved working. Like I loved, um, I loved my job, especially Clarence. It was a really, really cool job. I was doing, if you ever go into like a counter and they have like a, a regional artist, mm-hmm. so I'm special events. I'm also training the girls at the counter. Like I'm, I'm doing what I love, but right. I have this something that's like pulling me back. Right. Yeah. That's hard. So I'm driving back from Manhattan. There's an accident and I'm stuck in the tunnel for over oh. an hour. Oh and God. It, when I call Joe and I'm like, I'm about to leave the car and walk out of the tunnel. Like mm-hmm. I, I, this, I have the air blasting. That was my first like hardcore panic attack. I got home that day and I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. Between, like not being, you know, everything we had going on and that, and he's like, why don't you look into, it's like not worth it. And it was a good mm-hmm. job. It was like a yeah. really good, they paid for everything. I mean, it was, 
I, it was giving up like a really good job. Yeah. So I freelancing. So I went to Mammoth Map and I was just freelancing, but freelancing was, this was it when it was good. So I was like, whenever, like, it was almost like I could work three days a week there kind of thing. So now going back to, I, to infertility issues, I'm doing, um, like IUI mm-hmm. not working, right. Um, we do a thing of IVF and I get pregnant. Right. And yeah. I'm so excited. This is like it. We're like totally static. My, it was right around Christmas time. So my mom's one brother, um, mm-hmm. and his wife come in for Christmas and I'm 13 and a half weeks. Yeah. And we're like, we asked the doctor, can we start announcing it around mm-hmm. Christmas? Um, and they're like, absolutely. And I go in for, it was like the 14 and a half to do an ultrasound. So we announce it, we call everybody, we tell everybody we're yeah. pregnant and we go in for that 14 and a half, um, ultrasound and there's no heartbeat. And I was like, it, it oh broke, it God, broke my Lauren. So, um, that was, that was like, it kind of like mixed with anxiety and depression. Right. Everything. Cause I think as a woman, and when you're trying to go through this, you just feel like you did something wrong. So you feel guilt for yourself. You feel guilt for your husband. You're like, right. Oh my God. Like you feel boyfriend. all of the feelings, all, all the emotions. The yeah. And, um, it was, it was just, it was a devastating time. So yeah. the mist is because it was the holidays and the doctor who I'm no longer with, but the doctor who I was with said, well, they had to do a DNC right. and they're like, well, it's the holidays. So we have to wait the weekend. So I oh. had a wait, and it was just like, it was awful. Torture. You know, I'm a dog. What? Torture. Yeah. Torture. Yeah. You know, people. So this is when we had our three dogs at the time. Yeah. And my dog who I was like extremely close with Dora literally laid on my stomach the whole time I was on the couch. And I do believe there's something with that. I think yeah. Um, so that wait to do another round and we do a couple rounds. It doesn't take. And then we do a round and of IVF and I get pregnant with Chloe. And the day I get have IVF, Katie, my other golden, we found out two weeks before she was sick with cancer. And the doctor said it was either she was going to pass away. Like it was, it was really bad. It was either going to be in two weeks, two months, or like, we don't even know. Right. I, have, I come home and literally Katie passed away right at my feet. Aww. Like a weird thing. Aww. Weird situation. And I'm telling you all this because I do believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Chloe, my daughter knows that Chloe was, Katie was a gift. Like she was a gift from Katie. Like I totally believe that. Yeah. IVF, I go back, you go back like weekly and everything else, but I'm getting cramps and I'm bleeding. So from five days being inseminated with Chloe, I'm literally on bed rest. (gasps) Oh my God. With quarantine, I have been through this because Chloe at 32 weeks, but I literally had to be in bed literally like this because nobody can see me now but you can see me right eat up in bed for and she came out early at seven and a half seven and a half months but i could take a shower for three minutes couldn't do my hair and had to lay down like wow thing for seven months oh um, my god meanwhile i when was so how long prior was that traumatic experience it was like uh, two, two, three months in between. So, I know we 
there was something a site like a two cycle thing we had to wait okay so yeah. you so had all the, these feelings were still very kind of fresh for you i had horrible post oh it was yeah. yes and the fact that you said that and you brought that up was really good so i had a constant fear when you're in bed rest and you can't do anything mm-hmm. and this is I wasn't on Facebook at the time or anything like that. I had a constant fear that I was going to lose Chloe. Like I fear that we didn't know what we were having with her. Um, Joe was on nights. Um, again, I was 32 weeks pregnant. I was sleeping. It was one in the morning and all of a sudden I felt like I peed myself. I call him and I'm like, I think I peed myself. And I think he goes, call the doctor, call the doctor. I'm like, I just woke up in like a a lot of water. And I'm like, myself he's like do you normally wet the bed I'm like no yeah <laughs> this is it yeah this yes I actually <laughs> do every night so um he's on nights 45 minutes away I drive Ugh. myself to the hospital so we have lived in Jackson and I went <sighs> I'm cramping having contractions driving myself to the hospital my mother who drives five miles per hour oh my god <laughs> In like three minutes, Joe got there. And now I'm going through the trauma of I'm having a preemie, which right. did, didn't know. And I have Chloe. Chloe was in, the, she was in the NICU for three and a half weeks. Okay. So it was something with her breathing and her weight because they mm-hmm. have to know. But um, so Chloe comes home and I am... I, I'm I'm petrified. I don't sleep. I'm so right. afraid something happen to her. Yeah, um, to a whole other level because it's not. There's there's so many different things and like, again, people don't. A lot of. I mean, I, I never had this discussion with anybody. I didn't yeah. know. I was I was 26 years old, so my friends weren't even having kids. Right. Um, I couldn't. I, I always thought something was going to happen to her, and yeah. I and we. She was high risk of our RSV. So the doctor mm-hmm. would say, you know, just take her outside, but don't take her to stores. So when I tell you, it was like quarantine with Chloe when, right. when it happened. It was almost like a p, like a post-traumatic stress thing coming back. You know, right. like you're right. Oh God, you touch anything? You have to wash your hands. You yeah. To, you know. So um, when we would take her out, we had like a back deck, and I would just put her in the stroller and just like roll her back and forth because I would be so afraid to take her outside. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, and this is not good. Like this is from an exact, I'm telling you, like, this was not a good thing that happened. Like right. I, I try to tell people like this story because I know I was living in anxiety and I know that, you know, this was. You uh, already had been. Right. And then right. it happens. And then it happens. And then it's and then just it's amplified. Right. Yes. So two weeks after Chloe was born in the hospital, we noticed a light pink dot noticed on her nose, right? And I'm like, oh, it's a strawberry. And they're like, oh, it's a strawberry. And then it kept on growing dramatically. The pediatrician saw it and he said, that's a hemangioma. We need to watch that. Do you know what hemangioma is? Yes. Ruby actually had one on her head that they were watching the size of. So a lot of times they're either on the arm, on the back, on the mm-hmm. head, and they're like not a worry. Usually actually once, once the kid gets older, sometimes they go away. Sometimes you could get surgery because depending on the skin, they could just like, like almost just cut it right out. Right. Sometimes they're internal, which is the worst. Okay. Um, 
keeping that on like Maury Povich, like that kind of stuff. The way Chloe's was on her nose, if you actually touch your nose, you could feel there's no skin to grab. Right. Um, So they can't take it off. And is is that hemangiomas grow so quick that sometimes you could actually sit, look at them and you could see them growing. Wow. It was so creamy that the way it was growing, they were afraid that it would just one day in during her sleep, it would cover her nostril and she would stop breathing. Oh, so my now you have God. Of, of your normal anxiety fear. And now you're adding a non-cancerous tumor to your child. Yeah. So we started going to New York to seeing specialists mm-hmm. and um, she had to get these laser treatments and get, it's called a uh, Panel, I think I'm saying it wrong, but what they noticed with these hemangiomas is they would put these children on steroids and that would cause all these effects. And mm-hmm. then they put them on this other medication that would actually bring down the hemangioma, but you have to see a cardiologist. So that's what we started her on. And what okay. it does, it shrinks it so much with the blood, like it almost, you know, it mm-hmm. shrinks it to think of a balloon and right. you, it's like deflating you, it. Yep. And then yeah. you just have that mm-hmm. and it was, and then they could cut it out. Oh, so on Chloe till she was a couple months old to two years, had all these treatments done. In the midst, I'm gonna mm-hmm. throw a lot of stories at you. Yeah. Couple months old, we're in doctors in the city. There is a woman sitting in the waiting room, right? Mm-hmm. With her baby. Don't even see her baby. I just look at her. I'm literally staring at a woman, know nothing about her, don't know her name. She is sitting in the waiting chair. She looks at me, I look at her, I walk over to the nurse, I said, can I please have her number? She goes, no, that's HIPAA. You can't have a stranger's number. I go, this is my number. Can you please give it to this woman and tell yeah. her? Yeah. Ended up calling me. We spoke for seven hours. Her daughter had a hemangioma. She was dealing with the same thing. She is now my bestest friend in the yeah. world. Her daughter is three months younger than Chloe. Wow. I lived, she lived in Tom's River. I call her my sister. We were each other's lifeline during this whole thing because nobody else we knew had hemangiomas. Nobody right. else creamy. Um, and we literally, I mean, she's like my sister. When I talk about like how important like mom friends are, yeah, that I mean right there. Because sure. you have your friends and you have, you know, your moms and your family, but there's sometimes when you need that outsider that's been mm-hmm. through it to really give you that strength. Um, Chloe had surgery at two years old and that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Going through infertility with Chloe, I was a mess. I was a disaster. Um, I had my own issues with PCOS. I had to go back on the pill. At this point, I told you I wanted to have 10 kids. Yeah. When I said, if we want another one, we'll adopt. Yeah. Um, I I had to get regular again. So I was back on the pill, taking it every day. Mm -hmm. I think I had a couple of Xanax when I had to go in the city with Chloe. (laughs) I was, yeah. I was like, whatever. Um, I got pregnant with Travis on the pill. Wow. And Travis is my other like miracle baby. Meant and that, to be. That's why they're 21 months apart. Yeah. And I really believe that Chloe going through what she did helped me have an easier pregnant with Travis because it made me not focus every second. Is he okay in there? Is he doing this? Right. I had beyond, like not a strict bed rest, but I couldn't walk around and do stuff. Okay. So like, um, and he came full term. I, I did have to take shots to keep him in and that mm-hmm. stuff and high risk doctors, but um, two different pregnancies, two different babies, two different situations. But with that, 
I'm saying with the point of meeting my best friend, Sherilyn, she got me through that because there was times when I would be pregnant with Travis yeah. with Chloe because I was pregnant with Travis when Chloe had her surgery and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so it's just crazy, you know, and then it, you know, you have anxiety of getting pregnant, you have anxiety when you are pregnant, you have anxiety when your baby's here. And then my daughter's 11 now and I'm like, oh my God, you know, you're, I'm, I'm homeschooling you now. I'm making the right decision. Are you still going right. to have never ends, you know, and it like, never ends. And it, it's interesting too, that like kind of path that it, it goes like, here we are, we're having these anxieties and then the heavy hitter is always like in front of it waiting. Yeah. And yes. then that kind of like makes the other stuff seem a little less, a little less. Exactly. So it's like the bigger issues kind of end up making all of it a little bit easier somehow. And it's, it's strange. And I feel like the, like not the worst is over, but like all these other anxieties, I'm going to have it. Like when she goes on her first date, I'm going to be right. up like going, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, cause we should mm -hmm. have those, we should have those little as moms. Like, and I remember clients would tell me, my mom would tell me my mm -hmm. mom, I'm 38. My mom still worries about me, you know, right. work and I'm traveling. Yeah. It doesn't end today. Yeah. She's got, and I worry about my mom. I'm right. like, no, like I have anxiety now for my mom mm -hmm. to make sure. Okay. So as a human, as, as we just have that, but it's how we cope with it mm -hmm. and how we deal with it. And I think that, um, I don't want to pass that down to Chloe. I think she and, and my kids, I think they're already going to have, you know, they do have anxieties now. Look at the mm -hmm. world we live in, but yeah. um, it's, you know, it's funny when you brought back how I grew up and like, you know, this whole, like of where I am now. Right. And like I say to you, like I had the best childhood growing up, you know, yeah. I had a great, great childhood. Why did this anxiety come? Why did these right. fears happen? Because this is just, it's what's what happens. There's nothing, you know, like I sometimes during this whole pandemic, I, I started, you know, you research all the stuff and sometimes they say, oh, this trauma you had as a child and mm -hmm. you didn't have the trauma. Right, <laughs> like right. That, you know, like, yes, I did have, you know, there was a situation with 9-11 and, and getting pregnant and that, but there was nothing when I was 16 that did something, you know? Right. It's, um, and, it, and that, like, I just feel like there's, there's, think about how many moments are happening in your whole lifetime. There's little things along the way as a child that, you know, you can hear and it could just impact you and, and, and add to all of those things that might, you might naturally be this way, but, you know, you hear these things and, or you witness these things and it's, it's hard to avoid sometimes. And like Joe, I don't know how tailored, but like Joe has like no anxiety whatsoever. Like he's yeah. not an anxious person and me and one of my kids are. So right. no, he, we've been together for so long. He knows, like mm -hmm. he doesn't know what it feels like, but he knows how to deal with us. Like he knows how to get us to that calm center. Which is a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes worse when you're at that place and you're with a person who has no idea and they're like just relax yeah <laughs> and you're like you want to go like, fuck yourself no <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst that's like the worst thing because i'll never forget yeah this in somewhere at a work situation and oh, some no. me and i thought i was gonna like uh, like <laughs> like what like i was torturing. your head spun yeah he's he's my lifeline like when i yeah 
moment because he could just he has that comp he just knows you know yeah he yeah, knows you yeah yeah it's it's, it's hard <laughs> life life is hard I think too what you were saying about like now with your kids like not wanting them to see it for me it it kind of keeps me in check a little bit because I think at this point in my life if I didn't have children watching me I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I would look like half the time because it's shit is crazy and it's hard and life is hard and there's a bundle to worry about you know but you when you have children you know that even small moments matter and it's you really just try your best to not let it like show too much and and they know they know that you know you're you're their mom it's going to be okay your book what you wrote and what you read to us and it it touched the heart i mean that that's what it's all about so and you know um, what i think like we're very we're probably a little too open and honest with our kids i know <laughs> same here i don't yeah i i mean that's just the way i always say like different parents different rules mm-hmm. but like we are definitely um open and honest with our kids about certain things and um there's been times during these last couple of months that um, I have been a little anxious, stuff like that. And my mm-hmm. kids, know, they know us. Um, and I'll tell them why, because I want that feeling. I want that. I, I want them to know, you know what, mommy, mommy's a little off right now. And this is why, you know, right. this is okay to feel this way. And this is, you know, this is what anxious feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's okay feeling. Yeah. And I think children you know, understand more than we, yes. we think so they understand. Fun. So to have those conversations and to be upfront and yeah, I mean, I, they keep me in check because they just do, but yeah, in those moments when it's uncontrollable and you, there's nothing else you can do, you're kind of at w- your wits end to explain it to them. Even yeah. at a young age, sometimes it, it's helpful to both parties. Of course, they understand. They really do. Yeah, and there's a way to kid kid tell it. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people might need a little lesson on that, but yeah, there there is there yeah. is a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so tell me, so you have your two beautiful children. You carry on with work. And it just kind of explodes. It kind of explodes. So after I have, I have these two amazing kids and all, like I said, I wanted to do is be a mom. Mm -hmm. And my, as I love being a mom and love nothing more than that, I realized I really, really love working now. I really love what I do. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to work because I was home. I was working again, like freelancing, very small, very like just a little bit here and there. But something was definitely missing in my life. There was mm-hmm. this like, um, like this emptiness. And I went back, um, like I was picking up more and more hours. And I was picking up hours at my original store, Mammoth. Um, which, by the way, going back to the infertility, being at Mammoth and doing infertility, Joe would come with his cooler with the infertility drugs and literally <laughs> shoot me up in the stock room. <laughs> so we always say, I got pregnant with Chloe in the stock room. But they used to laugh. Oh. They, 
Here comes your baby daddy with his like cooler. Yeah. His cooler. On ice. So oh. hard and so big, and it was like, I don't want to go. Oh my place, God. We have to go in the stock room, but I just thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, you get regulars when you're, when you've been at the counter for so long, and then um, social media became big. And I started posting some pictures here and there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's how my freelance kind of became a thing. So I started getting more work on the side right. and at the counter. And then um, it like picked up and picked up and that person told that person. And then that one became, you know, a regular. And then it just went from here and there. And then before you know it, I was like, wait a second, I have like a side thing going on. Yeah. And then I decided to open up you know, start an LLC. And um, one thing led to another. And here I am like with LV makeup artists. Yeah. During um, that time, did you like start to channel your anxiety a little bit differently or were you kind of still plunging through all of the travel anxieties and, and stuff like that? Um, I saw a therapist, mm-hmm. which I totally believe in. I think yeah. that absolutely helps. I started working out like a fiend, mm-hmm. which probably think that helps. Yeah. Um, being right. I started really working on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I started connecting with other moms. Yeah. Um, I think the mixture of everything, um, facing fears. I mean, again, that's a lot with like in therapy and doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when like I noticed with anxiety, OCD happened. And like mm-hmm. that had to kind of lean back. Like I was like, okay, that's not going to happen if I go that far, you know, like right. it was driving thing was done. Like that was kind of before kids. It was mm-hmm. more like something going to happen to the kids yeah. if I'm gone, you know, right. that like um, potential energy almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then once they were in preschool, like once they were in school, it was definitely a better way of like both disconnect. Like I could work more. Mm-hmm. Um, they were for, you know, they were gone for obviously longer during the day. And, um, I think the hardest thing being like doing what I do is I work on the weekends and they are home, you know? So I missed a lot of that, but I make up for that because I would be home during the week. And when I was home on, like when I got home from a job on the weekend, it was like, mommy's here. Yeah. Mommy time. Right. How tired I was. No matter how tired you were. No, no. Yep you know it's like you do what you do yeah um but yeah that's that's really that that's how that whole like on the side business became a thing and then um so the kids are now how old right now yeah so now chloe's 11 and travis is nine wow each stage has something waiting for you too right it really does (laughs) Like one, one thing's getting easier and another thing's getting harder. I literally have a preteen, which might be harder than a newborn. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I am dealing with razor teeth McGee over here, Roxanne, but, um, (laughs) you have the cutest kids in the world. Oh, thank you. You too. And what's up with Chloe? Now she has colored hair. I know Look at that girlfriend. She's got a mind of her own. Keeping her hair around. She's That's all, you know, how cute. Three, either her, I think it was her third birthday. Every birthday we did like a spa girly mm-hmm. thing. Started sweet and sassy. 
And then she went to like the real salon and she's, I mean, I started coloring her hair, I think at seven, but with manic panic. And right. Like, right. Now. And then she's like, please, please. I do the manic panic and it washes out two days later. Like, please. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's hair. She wanted, she wanted the real deal. It's hair. Yeah. I'm like, it's hair. It's your brother has half his head shaved off. And you know about like Travis's hair, that whole thing. It's but so cute. I love it. started where he was like, I'm going to grow it down to my cheek and then <laughs> down to my chin. I'm going to donate it. I'm like, you are? And he's like, yeah. So now it's to almost to his shoulder. And he's like, I think I'm going to grow it longer. So he <laughs> might have hair down to his feet at one point. He'll, he'll do that <laughs> so that he can donate it and it'll still be long. Well, he, we just took him for his, like to trim it up. Okay. It birthday, yeah. Like, yeah. What is the show? Nikki with uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Little yes. Nick, yes, little Nikki. Like, you look crazy. <laughs> you could actually donate it. He's like, no, it's not long enough. It can't make it. It's not long enough. Anymore. Yeah, he so, he wants it to still be long when he donates yeah, it. Now he he's liking it. He he's committed. So <laughs> I wanted, yeah, she wanted pink hair, and I was like, it's hair, you know. Yeah, I love but, it. So so tell everyone what's going on right now. So right now. Um, well, so well, exciting. So I have a children's book. <laughs> that's, like, that's the newest thing. All of a sudden, she's an author, folks. Okay. Crazy. It's still crazy. Every time I talk about it, I smile or cry. <laughs> it's it's so awesome, Lauren. And I was so excited to be on the um, celebration for oh, your, so your launch party. I was so happy to see you. Yeah. What a, what a blast that was celebrating you. So tell everyone what this is about. So, um, it's called my mom, the best mom ever. Um, and it is a children's book. Um, it's literally for ages one to a (laughs) hundred. Yeah, (laughs) it it is. it, It connects to children, to adults. Um, it is a, I'm trying to just go into it on a way. I don't know if you want me just say how I even started it. Yeah, yeah. Tell everyone. So it was a year, a uh, year ago last September. Um, for all the moms out there that have those hot mess moments, I had <laughs> a lot, especially in <laughs> September, right? Let's oh, yeah. be honest. It was, it was, you know, it was, I'm going to say it was end of September. I think it was mid, but like mm-hmm. I always start off school where I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the good mom. I'm going to yeah. answer all the emails, uh-huh. like, the fresh notebooks, the pencils are going to be sharpened. Like I'm going to yep. be this year. Good mom. And then it's that second week and it's like, oh, I'm going to just erase that email. Okay. <laughs> like, you don't need your hair done today. It's okay. Yeah. Like, because I fail so quick. Like every year it just goes to a quicker fail. I, I, yeah. just, I try. <laughs> really do try. Um, but my morning, I, you know, like right after this call, for example, like I will go down and finish laundry and yep. then the 20 dishes that are in my sink. Mm-hmm. It's just mom day never ends. Never and ends. Ever, never ends. What's um, up with that? Oh no. Like, <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm tired, but I have to catch up on my favorite show because mm-hmm. one, and I might have like a, a drink just before, you know, I go to bed. And you need to still feel like a human. Of course. So of course. you, even though you're exhausted and tired, you still need okay. that moment. And what happens is, is that now you're watching a show and you're like, mm, my skin feels dry. Let me put on like a nice cream. <laughs> but then you sit for 
30 minutes. And then while you're going through your night cream, you're like, why does my cabinet look like this? So now you're rearranging your cabinet. Now right. it's morning yeah and you're like that my night cream's but my mask has been on for four hours so now you actually dehydrated your skin yeah yeah <laughs> you now have three hours to sleep so yeah. you wake up in the morning right your alarm goes off at like <laughs> but you snooze it till eight because that's yeah. how I yeah again guys this is last September so this is pre-covid and I have to now rush. Now I am like an hour late. I'm waking up the kids and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And the lunches before? No, I didn't pack the lunches because that would have been easy. But I decided to do like a mask and watch my favorite show, right? Yeah. So trying to pack the lunch. He doesn't want PB&J. She wants turkey. We don't have this. And now we're fighting about what we want to eat. And then he wants a certain snack. And then the water bottle <laughs> is dirty in the like water. God damn water bottle. And then it's, you know, spirit week, red shirt, but that's in the (laughs) dirty laundry. So you have your fail there because goddamn spirit week. Oh my God. Oh, so you're going to wear orange. Nobody wears orange on red day. It's okay. It's close enough. (laughs) So you rush them to get the orange shirt and now you're already screaming. You're going to be late for the bus. Yeah. Throwing the frozen waffles in, and you're just trying to make it work while screaming, brush your teeth. Ah, crazy person, crazy. So now we're like going out to the bus. By the way, I sleep in Joe's pajama, like Joe's shirt, and he's a Uh big dude. Yeah. His like painting shirt has rips and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Like old pajama pants. I can't find my matching pairs of shoes. So I have like a heel and like a flat on. So I'm walking. The dogs have to go to the bus stop. And they're like fighting with each other. I'm spilling coffee. Of course, my neighbor, who's beautiful, because she goes <laughs> to work with like a full face and dress. Yeah. And I'm like, hi, how are you? And she's looking at me like I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I'm screaming, walking out. Do you have sunglasses on? Because I no, feel like that always helps. <laughs> I don't have time for sunglasses. <laughs> I'm screaming at him to grab his like backpack. So I see the bus and I'm like, come on. And then Chloe's like, love you, mommy, as she's waving to me. And Travis throws his arms around me and is giving me like 20 kisses. They get on the bus. I'm like getting myself back in as I'm like unleashing the dogs around my legs, wave yeah. goodbye to her and get a glimpse of myself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever look at yourself? And oh. Like, it's either a good, either it's good. And you're like, yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> or it's this moment where you realize you don't have a bra on and there's like holes in your shirts. You probably flash the kids as you waved. Yeah. Dara dripping down your face and your hair going back to like senior picture is an Afro and it's like, (laughs) and just like, what the fuck just happened? What just happened? (laughs) Like, did that just, did that, did that that just happen? Right. 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 And then I just start laughing. Like I literally was like, yep. Okay. Okay, so this is my life. This is me. <laughs> yeah, like what else can you do? And then I was like, do all the screaming. I mean, I was screaming that morning and they obviously don't care because my kids aren't threatened by me at all. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I gave them the wrong shirt, the wrong breakfast, the wrong snack, the wrong water bottle, yelling, you know, everything else. And yeah. they screamed, loved me and just, you know, wanted nothing else but love you, mommy, have the best day ever. Yeah. Because no matter how much of a hot mess we are our kids love us no matter what and don't want any other mom but the moms we have oh 
So I, I started writing to my kids as just this like moment. I just, I, that moment took over me just like, yeah. I could be the worst, but you love me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I, literally a line paper I have it in my drawer I could take it out and show you yeah I wrote like they were writing a story my mom is the best mom ever she makes the best homemade frozen waffles yeah yeah I, you know and I started writing this out and after weeks and weeks I was like guys I have a story to tell you so I sat them down and I read them this and they were hysterical laughing yeah and Chloe goes, mommy, you got to make this a book. My friends would think it's so funny. That had to be so exciting that they loved it like that. And Travis, you know, my Travis is the one thing I love about him. He's so sensitive and emotional and just uh, could eat him. Yeah. He's, and I'm like, why are you crying, bud? Oh. Because you are the best mom ever. Like, oh, it, Travis. I love it. I can't. Um. So I'm like, all right, that's kind of crazy. So I'm like, let me read it to Joe because Joe yeah. will like, Joe will be like, you need to slow your roll. He's going to give it to like, you. He will. He'll yeah. totally be like, it's cute. But okay. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to read this to you and tell me what you think. He's like, okay. And after I read to him, he's like, you got to, you got to do something with that. He's like, you got to, he's yeah. like, get on it. What? He's like, every mom's a hot mess. He goes, you know, there's that one that like thinks she's perfect, but really she's not. Inside so she's crying. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's when, you know, I, and here's the crazy thing. So when I used to come and do jobs at um, Lock and Shade and mm -hmm. with Hope, else, I would go down to Domesticated Dad yeah. and get my meat sandwich or my crumb cake. And I would shoot the shit with them and talk with them and everything else. Yeah. And generally, young you know um Mike's wife we would talk and she was like are you gonna write a book one day on like all your makeup secrets or like the clients that like I'm like oh yeah when I retire one day I'll write like a tell-all book yeah and all she ever said you know I'm like the only person I know like a publisher is Jennifer yeah call her and kind of see what she has to say but yeah. I'm like not like it's gonna go anywhere and this is how nervous and insecure I was about it because I'm just a mom I'm Jersey makeup artist. Like, <laughs> never wrote a book. Didn't in my expect life. right to right. to go this path, right? So I said, "Hey, Jen, remember Lauren, the makeup artist? You see all the crumb cake." <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so I think I didn't like write a book, but like I sorted it. But like, I don't know. It's not even a book. It's a children's book. But I don't know if you want to call it a book. But like, I don't know. She's like, Lauren, let's like, you, okay, stop. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. He loved it. And it went from there. And here I am with a freaking children's book. And I'm still crazy. And it's like my third kid. And I love it. And the message, the reason why I love it is the message is so important. With now hearing my whole entire story and like everything and all these mom moments, mm -hmm. the whole that's the whole message is that yeah. as, as our ups, as our highs, and as our really lows, our kids love us no matter what. Yeah. So, that's it's, beautiful. It's so beautiful for children to read it and, and for moms and families to read that, you know, yeah. and it, as moms, as parents, really we're these people that have this whole life before children and things that, you know, struggles that we need to work through and, 
And, and sometimes we haven't fully worked through it. And when we have children, you know, now it's this whole other set of things to worry about and, and to be about, and we still are that human, you know? So it's, it's crazy. Perfectly. Yeah. So you wrote this beautiful book. Everyone has to go out and get it. Christmas, things are coming up, people. So go get it. Um, Yeah, you'll have to tell everyone at the end where to get it. And um, it's just such a wonderful thing. And when I just want to say when we were, you know, celebrating you on Zoom for your party, everyone had such beautiful things to say. And it was just so heartwarming. And you deserve it more than anyone I know. Lauren, you're such a great mom and you work your ass off and it it came from the heart and, and that's why it's so wonderful. You know, like everything you wrote was from the heart and it's, it's really wonderful to see. And you're the mom, you're like the best mom ever. So you know that. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know you are. (laughs) Don't even try. You know you are. (laughs) And you know, I mean, we, you spent, you were one of, you have these moms in your life that, you know, you talk about and, and until then it, it didn't totally make sense. You're one of those moms for me. And you, you know, I, the, I had a select few. I, like you, did not have, no one around me was ready for children, thinking about children, even remotely on that page. So, you know, it was kind of lonely. And you you came into my life right, right in the nick of time. So I love, I love you, girl. And I'll cherish them forever. And Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I always say those mom friendships and those mom conversations, it's sometimes the best for our soul. It's the best thing that we could have. I mean, I, we have to cherish that and be thankful for that. And, um, I love, I mean, I'm going to get all emotional now, but I, I miss you so much doing my hair, but I miss <laughs> you more of those talks of just, I know like, Lauren happened today with my kid and I need to vent or you would be, you know, with the kids. And it's just those things because as moms, again, it's not like, you know, there's so many things I talk to Joe about with our kids, but there's other things. And even with my mom, but there's sometimes you just want another mom to be like, listen, this is my shit. And as a mom, you just want it that that's it. Yeah. And and you know, another mom like doesn't have they're not totally worn out by it. Like I know Taylor and I, when we were going through what we were going through with Ruby, like yeah, there comes it. Like that was so much of our conversation, of and there comes a time where you want to just kind of step back from it and and take a breather for the sake of your relationship and and each other. So each other there's also that thing of just like the realness of being like you know and you don't want to hear it from your spouse right you want the mother who's either been there or just been like what about this you know on right totally so having that in in friends is it's just super important and the way you lay it out is just so real in the book and you know people are just you read it and you just get it and you feel like someone else gets you so beautifully written. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, before you leave me tonight, I just want to really quick play a little a little word game with you. Ooh. It's called Let's Fast Forward Through Your Feelings. Okay. 
I'm going to say either a feeling or just a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. You ready? I think. (laughs) Okay. Love. Joe. Beauty. Women. Fear. Ooh. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Time. Not enough. Sharks. Sharks, did you say? (laughs) Yes. I I said sharks. When we first met? (laughs) (laughs) That was especially for you. Yes, we met during Shark Week, okay? And it was the best wedding moment of my lifetime. So thank you, Shark Week. And Peacocks. (laughs) And Peacocks. What a combo. You brought... Lauren Bennett into my life forever. Uh, Shark Week is always you. Shark, Shark Week, Shark Attack. It's always Laura. I don't know. Forever, Lauren. Were you going to say something about time? You looked like you were going to say change something. No, I I was going to say slip away or not enough because I never feel like I have enough time. I know. Time is a major issue for me. Yeah. Yeah words and I couldn't get one word. So, and I think too, just side note on time, I think anyone in this kind of industry or like a schedule based, yes, that is if you have anxiety in, in reference to time already, because some people are just like, yeah, oh, I got time. But you know, when you're in this industry, I feel like you're always watching the clock. Always. So time always. is just, of the essence. It's always moving. You always need to know what time it is. It's just, it it makes my brain hurt. Yeah. Like I never have enough of it. I know it's slipping away. Um, sadness. Mm, Loss. Dancing. What'd you say? Dancing. Every night. (laughs) We have dance parties in our house. So do we. We're, we're going to have to Zoom. We're going to have to have a party on Zoom. Do you know Roxanne's favorite song currently at the moment is You Can't Touch This. Okay. She's busting a move. I have video. I, I, I will send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Jumping around like a little nut. Um, wine. Beer. <laughs> Love that answer. Happiness. Family. Goals. Mm, I don't know. Goals. I'm trying to answer quick. No, you don't Goals. have to answer quick if you have something to say. Goals. Why am I saying like future? I don't know. I feel like goals, it goes with like future. So maybe yeah. like there is more goals. I don't know. I feel like. And, and you said it earlier on, like it, you're, it's never enough. So yeah. I, I feel like there, there's many goals to be met by Lauren Venna, and, it, and we're going to see it. We're going to see it. Um, and last but not least, proud. Parents. That goes both ways because I'm proud of my kids, and I think my parents are proud of me. So. Yeah, and, and you should be proud of yourself because you're awesome. So I tell love- everyone um, – What's next and where, where we can find you, 
you know, where we can get your book, all that good stuff. So you can find me. I have a website, www.laurenbenna.com, or you could um, check me out on my Instagram, makeupartist underscore LV. I kind of put the book and the makeup all together on that. Um, I was curious about that. Are you intending on switching that at all now that it's kind of... In the book, it talks about both, and I want to find that. Yeah. That's separate, so I'm going to kind of, as of now... You know, yeah, make that both. Mm-hmm. Stay that with makes it. sense. Um, and what else was I going to say? What else? And what talking? about your book? Where can we get it? So you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and now Walmart. Crazy, so, yeah, crazy good, easy. And um, I'm going to be announcing soon because I'm starting um, like a book tour thing going on. So because of this crazy world, some is virtual and some is in person. Okay. So, yeah. So if you go on any of those things, you'll see all those announcements and stuff. But um, crazy. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, Lauren. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, I just got, what, an hour, like, alone to myself with you? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's do this every week. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Ch- chapter two next week. <laughs> chapter two, life. Let's just, I'll interview you and then I could just talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you, girl. I love you more. So much. See you soon. And yeah, we'll keep in touch. I can't wait to hear all the good stuff that's coming your way. You look beautiful, like always. Oh, oh, the bags are, I, no. I went to drop off my, um, artwork over at lambs and wolves amazing why thank you I'm, I'm enjoying it i you know i'm stuck in a situation i need to express myself and get my creativity out incredible so, thank you i i'm i'm excited about it so gracious that they would welcome my art over there and um so i but i went and you know the mask is on of course yeah. And uh, one of the people <laughs> that do know me did not know who I was. And I'm like, it's okay. It's been a long ass couple of months. <laughs> okay. The the bags are hanging. The oh hair God. is white. It's just, I'm, I'm a disaster. So. No, oh, that's right. Embrace it. The hot mess. Embrace you know it. what? Yeah. What, what's, what's the use right I now? Mean, Really? I'll work on it when I can leave the house, okay? <laughs> really quick before we leave, with yeah. the kids being homeschooled, mm-hmm. when you're walking around with a hot mess, like, uh, or changing, and they come in with their computers, oh and like, my. you are so... Oh, See, oh, I can only imagine. See, I'm at a good place right now. Ruby's, like, where she is, and that's it. You know, she doesn't really move around, so... Now, I'm like, you are not allowed to move <laughs> that computer around. <laughs> Your friends are going to get an early lesson over here. <laughs> Here's what? health at the Venas. Oh, yeah, my God. Oh, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. I love you, Lauren. Love you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, my love. Thank you so much. Bye, you Lauren. got it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Mwah. Bye. Mwah.